I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where it'll be wrapped up and placed under the trees of 30 top Hollywood execs. I'm Joel, a man who puts the lay in sleigh, and across from me is John Harris, a man who does all of his Christmas shopping in a 10-minute slot at Maplin's. Maplins? What's yeah. Maplins? Oh, it's like tech. You know what Maplins is? It's like tech stuff. Mini curries. But Mini- more oh. stuff. Yeah. Right. To Conde- the inter- to condensed curries. To the international listener, they think you've that there's a shop in England that does little tiny... Pots of curries. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. So, John. Hello. It's the most wonderful time of the year. For those playing bingo at home, yes, Joel has just sung. Uh, so we are doing a Christmas special episode yeah. full of festive-themed films. Yeah. So hit me with one. Uh, what about this one from Emily? Mm-hmm. Goodwill Hunting. Good. Nice, nice, nice. So I get, we're, not, we're not taking the plot of Goodwill Hunting. With about the, what is it? It's about a janitor who's clever. Yeah, it's about a janitor who's clever. We're not. It's about people hunting goodwill. Are they hunting for goodwill? Or are they hunting goodwill? Yeah. So what we need to establish here is: is there like a, a surplus of goodwill in the world, and some of it needs to be gotten rid of, or is there not enough goodwill, and so they're they're out looking for it? Ooh. I, I I'd find it hard to imagine what a world with too much goodwill <laughs> would be like. It's too polite. But I do like the idea of, and we love a montage on this podcast, that like a montage of them just pushing over trees and... Nice, yeah. And just like pulling pulling pacifiers, or dummies as we'd call them in England, we out would. of babies' mouths and stuff like that, just being a bit shit. So it's the season of goodwill. It's also hunting season. Yeah. Is That's it? Yeah. Is that when we hunt? No, it is in this film. Oh, right, sorry. I don't really know when hunting season is, given the lack of hunting I've done in my life. Yeah. What's the biggest animal you've killed? Or um, had some responsibility in the death of? Just fish. Just fish? Yeah, but yeah, but big fish, though. Tuna fish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sharks. No. It was a whale. That's a mammal. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, fishing will be the probably the, the Have biggest. Have you been fishing? Yes. What? What are you, are you good at? It? No. Oh. And then, uh, I mean fishing. What's the best fish you caught? Uh, standard fish. 
Oh yeah, and I got one of the standard fish. Oh, that, I've seen that photo of you holding <laughs> that stand, just sort of proudly displaying that standard fish. <laughs> it's just like a, it's like a black silhouette with a question mark <laughs> of a fish. Yeah. yeah, it was like off a boat as well. Not like I'm not. Not like nice, a nice. not like a British sitting by the river kind of um, fishing. I was in France in France with my French grandparents. It was a French fish. Yeah, yeah, it was a French fish. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Okay, Standard well, French fish. What's the most French looking fish? Catfish, little moustache. <laughs> Is it? Is not it? <laughs> that was really they, quick. they look really. Fi- they look quite French, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd happily. They're pretty <laughs> horrible creatures, aren't they? Catfish are quite slimy. The French. <laughs> That's not very nice, mate. It's the season of goodwill, as we've already established. Yeah, and I'm hunting it, mate. Um, so I've never really hunted. Yeah. But I did once catch a sea bass while crabbing. What? Yeah. No biggie, mate. Sea bass, sea bass is one of the top fish. It's one of the it's top one of, tier fish. It's a top tier fish. It's a delicious dish. Yeah. I used to, so on a caravan holiday to Clacton on Sea, um, we'd always go crabbing in Joss Bay. Yeah. Can't recommend it enough. Great, great crabbing scene down there. You know, in some beaches, I don't really know why they do this, but they se- separate sections of the beach up with rocks that stretch out into the sea. Yeah, they do. Why do they do that? That is, but it's crab habitats. Crab habitats. It's, it's an absolute crab habitat out there. So you'd forget the rock pools near the shore, and you'd get adventurous, and you'd go straight. You'd go looking for bigger crab habitats. <laughs> you'd just want to find one, and it's an actual crab habitat, you know. <laughs> so we go every year. We made a real crab out of it. <laughs> uh, we were out crabbing, and that's not a pun. <laughs> Don't try and figure it out. And the stabbing. You were stabbing. <laughs> and. Um, there was like real tension on the lead, like suddenly real tension. And we just assumed that it got caught under a rock or something. Uh, but it started to kind of move. And we must have been about 13. And it took like three of us on the end of this, you know, a crab lead. Like it's just a tiny no. piece of what? So, yeah, you have been crabbing? No. Mate! I've, I've, I've gone to catch, once again, in France, where my grandparents live, I've gone to catch fish with, with a net. Who is she? What? Who's a net? <laughs> what, what, what purpose did she say? You went fishing with a net. All right, great. She's there for moral support. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, just yeah, like, you know, a net on the end of a stick. So crabbing, it's yeah. like a. Um, I'm gonna have to get a picture of it. Up. It's just like a long wire with a hook on the end of it. Yeah, look. What like a like when you go fishing? Hang on, I'm just Google crab wire, <laughs> and it's just loads of images of crabs made out of wire. <laughs> there you go. So it looks like that. So oh, it's yeah. Like a, it's like a reel of a fishing rod, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, with a hook on the end. They absolutely love bacon. They go mad for it. I think the thing is, right, there's there's not a lot of bacon in the sea, <laughs> from what I've read. <laughs> and so they, it's a real treat for the crabs. And a, and a crab can smell one part bacon in a million parts <laughs> water. No, so anyway, they love bacon. Are you cooking the bacon? No, that's, that's mad. <laughs> That so is it's mad. raw bacon. It's raw, of course it's raw bacon. Smoked. We're not to do with a little campfire. It's Danish. <laughs> Danish back bacon. I spend all my pocket money on the finest bacon. <laughs> anyway, that's crabbing. There's a real tension on the lead and we're trying to pull this thing up. And I'm like getting quite excited or convinced that it's just trapped under a rock, whatever it may be. And we yank and yank and yank and yank. It's like a 15 minute ordeal. It's like a mini Moby Dick kind of situation. Pull it out and this giant fucking sea bass comes out of the water. And we've caught a fish on a crab line. And it's quite cool, isn't it? And did you eat it? No, you put it back. No, in the water. Well, I tell you, we, no, no, I tell you, what we did. We carried it to a man who was fishing by the side of the sea. He had all the gear, yeah, and he hadn't caught anything all day. We went, "Do you want this?" That is, that is the most heartbreaking thing. Yeah, you really fish masculated him. Yeah, absolutely. Just chucked it out and said, "We don't know what to do with this." <laughs> what bait are you using, mate? Nah, get yourself some bacon. Do you want the rest of our bacon? Goodwill hunting. Well, that's goodwill hunting. I think. Um, 
here's an idea from Alfie. It's a uh, bruv actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no more than that. Sometimes I quite like just a title to come in. Yeah. That's quite fun. I feel like I needed a bit more info with bruv actually. Yeah. What's happening? Is it like an, an East End gangster take on Love Actually? Yeah, I think so. Richard Curtis giving it the full Cray Twins. It's the Cray Twins at Christmas. Yeah, you think that's bruv, actually? Christmas with the Crays. Because in my head, I'm thinking like like British comedy, bruv. Okay, actually. nice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, yeah, set in London, probably. That's where that's where the most people are saying bruv in England. Is that did a bruv the highest map, concentrated, like a heat map? Yeah, if you did a heat map of the word bruv, it's probably in London. Yeah, mostly in your house. And then there's, so it's like dark red in London. Yeah. And then it's like orange in like Essex. Yeah, I'd fair say. enough. Lots, yeah, of, yeah, lots yeah, of bruv yeah, going yeah. on Quite in a lot Essex. of bruv in Essex. And then the rest of the country's probably just like yellows and greens. Minimal bruv. Yeah. Fair enough. That's that's good. That's bruv actually. Actually, on that subject, we had uh, we had a request in from Stu. We had two. Yeah. So I'll give you them both. One's related. Love Possibly, a series of interconnected stories about people who like each other but never actually do anything about it or say it. Isn't that kind of what happens in Love Actually anyway? There's lots of Yeah, because it's a love. British film about relationships. <laughs> yeah. People have feelings but never really express them. And then they get married and die. Yeah. Britain. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I really like this one. Mingle All The Way, where Arnie has made a slight mistake of getting a new job in December time and on the first day of work is his Christmas due and he has to make awkward small talk for an hour and a half. That's brilliant. That is a personal experience for Stu. Yeah, that absolutely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also good that Stu kind of imagines himself as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So what are we doing here? Just camera on Arnie for 90 minutes, improvise, no script. Yeah. He, he, no rehearsals. He just goes into this Christmas due and has to improv 90 minutes of chat that's fun um in the british sitcom outnumbered the famous thing was they would script what the kids would say and they wouldn't script what the parents would say their reactions so the parents reactions were natural in the show uh, and the kids were scripted and so i think every arnie is arnie and everyone is else is an actor who's been told to be as awkward as physically possible with arnie yeah great so he's just like there talking about the weather Uh, at what point does he photocopy his bum that's fun, actually. Then, yeah, so then he gets smashed. Yep. Arnie gets smashed. Do you think Arnie gets drunk? He doesn't good, good question. No, I can't imagine he's drunk a big many drinker. Times. He's so big. Yeah, take but him a lot. Do you think it would? I don't know, because you say, I'd imagine he's never looked at a carbohydrate. Exactly. So he'd probably get drunk after a thimble. So, yeah, he gets drunk, and he's, he's actually, the mingling is going really well at this point. Nice. But you know, there's that line, Joel. We've, I mean, it's that time of year. We've all, me and Joel, are slightly hungover from Christmassy do's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's that line. There's that one drink between being the life and soul of the party and being the person that everyone wants to leave. Yeah, very true. And Arnie crosses and he tips it. it. Oh, damn. And he's fired. Damn. I read an article the other day that was basically kind of warning people that you can be sacked for inappropriate conduct at your Christmas party. So heed that warning, anyone listening. But I'm not that... Su- I, I, why... No, I don't Is know. That Is that shocking? It was just the league. It was like the legalese of it. It's like an extension of work hours or whatever. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Oh, what, so you can actually be treated exactly the way you would be yeah. if it was during work hours? It's, it's known as gross Christmas conduct. 
It's nearly a pun. Well, Christmas mm. conduct. Christmas It's hard conduct. to say. It's yeah. hard to say conduct, right. Misconduct, right, it's fine. Christmas conduct, there you go. Christmas conduct. Actually, it's a better pun than I first gave it credit for, and I think it would look excellent written down. <laughs> it would look great written down. So, at some point, uh, at the Dream Factory Twitter account, I'm just going to tweet the word <laughs> Christmas conduct. And then, if no, you... There'll be no context. No, but if you see it, guys... Uh, Leave him a little. Leave Joel a little reply saying that's a really great well done, pun mate. written down. Well done. It looks really. They can good. probably hear that I'm struggling. I've got a head full of cold right now, <laughs> but I'm still. I'm still kind of you know mining for that gold. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, would you like another film? Yes, please. What about... This was from James. Uh, he wants to know whether we could establish some sort of Christmas movie universe. What, they're all in interconnected? Yeah. We've, we haven't done a movie universe for a while. No, it's been a little while. I don't. This is interesting. Aren't all Christmas films essentially the same? Yeah. Especially like the, you know, your Santa Claus, your Christmas with the Cranks, your other ones set in people's houses, the holiday. Is that just all in the same kind of street? All happening? Yeah, probably. What, and then where's the Grinch coming to this? Yeah, well, that's the thing. And is Nightmare Before Christmas? Is that... Is that part of the Christmas that cinematic universe? That throws a real universe? spanner in the works, doesn't it, in terms of stylistic choice? <laughs> And also... Here's the big question. Maybe the big... Like, Which Santa is the Santa? That's exactly the point I was getting to. Are there multiple Santas? Is that the big revelation? They have to work out who the real Santa is? That could that's be quite it. fun. Yeah, that's it. That's what it's all leading towards. That's what all these films have been leading towards. The big Santa showdown? Yeah. Big what? Santa beat -em up fight. Yeah. Oh, it's just a fight. I was yeah, going to say... Yeah, 30 minute, end of the movie, just full on. <laughs> Santa's just laying into each other. You know how people criticised uh, the uh, first the first of the recent Superman films? Yep. The only, Man of Steel, yep. uh, for being like 40... The ending was just 45 yeah, minutes yeah. of men punching yep, each other yeah. into buildings. Is that, that with, with seven beards. Santa Clauses? Yeah. Which I actually think would be compelling viewing. Yeah, to be fair, I would probably watch it. 
And which Santa Claus would win, do you think? Uh, ooh, who's the best Santa Claus in films? I can't, I can't Tim Allen? <laughs> Tim Allen immediately dies. No way! He's so resourceful. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you ever watch Home Improvement? He'd come out of his garage, tooled up. The Tim Allen movie universe is something we need to discuss. <laughs> in the new year. Let, let's not even get into that right now. Because I didn't realise that he was the same character in all of the films he's in. But this he is, isn't he? This is phenomenal information. Right, you think Tim Allen wins? No one is more delighted by new Toy Story films than Tim Allen. I think, no, does Tim Allen reign supreme? I can't really think of any other sa- big Santa Clauses. Yeah, I, want a, I want an animated Santa Claus to win, but I can't think of any. There must oh, be dear. loads. There's got to be loads. Yeah. And a animated Santa, 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 Santa Claus wins. Um, did you, when you were a kid, uh, did your parents try and explain that Santa sent loads of representatives to supermarkets and stuff? Uh, but it wasn't really. No, or did think, you flat out I just it was him, yeah. accept? Because that, I, I, I guess I figured if he can visit every home on Earth in one night, yeah, he can do Asda and Tesco in a day, right? And look slightly different, but. But you don't notice that, do you? Yeah. At what age do you start to think they look different? Because I think adults kind of all merge into one, especially they've got a massive white beard and hat. I uh, when I when I started to discover the truth, I thought it was Sherlock Holmes. Or really? My mate, uh, my mate asked for something for Christmas, and Santa Claus wrote him a letter to say that unfortunately, uh, okay. unfortunately, yeah. he couldn't get it for him this year. And I remember going, "Wait a second. Mm. His name was also Joel." I went, "Wait a second, Joel." Does your, does your Microsoft Office do the same font as the letter? And he what? Went, you did, what? And you didn't think that? I did, I asked him what that. What age he went, were you? Yeah. And he went, yeah. And I went, hmm. Like is, but then, in hindsight, like, if, if Santa's using Microsoft Office, he's using the same Microsoft Office yeah, as everyone else. Yeah, the default so font. The font, that's... If I, if I tried to Sherlock... That's Comic Sans. If I tried to Sherlock it and be like, I think, I think you'll find... Yeah. He, he would just go, every computer has that font. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was that was my attempt at discovering the truth. I still haven't worked it out yet. I'm not no, sure. Well, the jury's still I out. hope you get to the bottom of it one day. One day. My dad was it, it was is a bit of a geek. Well, he works in IT. So I very early on was emailing Santa. Oh, lovely! In like we're talking like mid to late nineties. There was a rudimentary service where you emailed Santa. He was like, "Don't write a letter. Come on, we'll get to him direct." Now you can you can FaceTime Santa these days. There's an app where you can like schedule calls and stuff, and Santa. That's quite clever. FaceTimes you, yeah. Oh, it's quite cash-grabby so as well, I assume. It's a little bit cash-grabby, but it's, it's kind of good that you can keep the myth going. In like the modern age. Like they can age. use the tech to, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't remember finding out it wasn't real. I don't remember... He, well, we're, I, still, we're still not sure. True, true. I don't, I, but I don't remember... I don't there actually wasn't remember that. an epiphany moment. No. Interesting. Just a gradual realisation that everything was a lie. <laughs> Which I'm sort of still coming to terms with now. The thing that I seem to remember was like I'd never believed in the tooth fairy ever. What? But, but yeah. Why are you such a cynical child? So, but I never believed in the tooth fairy ever. But the Easter Bunny you but, loved till you were sixteen. No, not the Easter Bunny either. But Santa was like for some reason I was happy to believe in one of the three big mythical creatures that was yeah yeah that was bringing you stuff. For, like, but there was no consistency in that. I bought into all of it. Wow, loved it. You had the t-shirts. <laughs> the merch went to all the gigs. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I absolutely loved it. I also probably uh, realised that the longer I pretended to believe in it, the sweeter a gig it was for me. That's true. Anyway, should we do another film? What will we do? Yeah, I've got What's one for happened? you. It's from Martin. Yeah? It's a terrible life. <laughs> yeah? So, uh, what's his chops from It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah. The whole... I what, James Stewart? Yeah, I've not seen the film in a long time, but the whole idea is that he wishes not to exist anymore, and then he looks upon his life... And realizes that, you know, maybe things aren't so bad. Yeah. In this, he looks at his life 
and it's just shit. It's really bad, and he doesn't want to come back. What? And that's the Christmas message. It's as though Scrooge looked at Christmas past, present, and future and thought, nah, I'm just going to... Well, that's what I was about to say. There's some interesting... Because, like, obviously, that that could work as, like, a redemption arc, like a Scrooge. Because I was thinking in my head, like, could you do it with someone like Donald Trump, where you're looking at it and going, look at you, you're a real piece of work. Yeah. Look at all this shit But you done. would show all that to Trump and he'd be like, great. He'd be like, yeah. I look great. And what? Yeah, yeah. Next point. Okay, uh, wait. And so it, it ends with him killing himself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Merry Christmas, listener. What about this one? This one is from Ryan. He wants to know about soon coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Gingerbread Man. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> is his, is he a gingerbread man or are his powers gingerbread man based? He's <laughs> actually really pathetic. He could have been an art, you know, X-Men but for shit powers. Um he can just make bread that already exists gingerbready. <laughs> That's what he Great. could do. Just so makes it slightly gingerbread. He's mostly based at Avengers HQ, just making them nice little sweet treats. Yeah, yeah. just Swedish buns. In the kitchen. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Really. Wait, Swedish but Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon That's what rolls, yeah. There. Uh, yeah, and... Because, yeah, if it's a literal gingerbread man, I'm thinking of the character from Shrek. Shrek. Yeah, of course. Also, they're, they're not an elephant in the room, but, like, a thing that we should address is that that is a very American thing. Gingerbread isn't huge in the UK when it comes to... It's not as synonymous with Christmas. Like, they do the houses and Oh, yeah, stuff. they make the houses. Yeah, no, I, the only gingerbread man... You only ever see gingerbread men, really, yeah. in the UK. But you see them you all year really round. You live, like you do in the US. Where does, where does the gingerbread man in sleep? In the gingerbread house, like you just said. <laughs> we haven't really extended that far. Uh, but from what, from what I can tell, there's sort of whole um, whole towns made out of gingerbread in, in America. What? What? Yeah, it's like aren't they like? Isn't like Boston like made out of gingerbread or something? It's just <laughs> big, in, it's big in the U- in the US, and it's not really the same here. We're, we're sort of bricks and mortar, but they they really go for gingerbread out there. Do they wear gingerbread clothes as well? I think no, no, no. They just sort of wear a big like three big gum drops down their middle. <laughs> um, that's no, that's fine. You can just sort of wear yeah. that and walk around in the street, and that's that's and fine. They're naked, they, otherwise, yeah, otherwise naked, otherwise completely naked. Yeah. Do but gingerbread just, but, men have gingerbread penises? Uh, oh yeah they do but uh, bakers have to nibble them off before selling them <laughs> it's something to do with a sort of decency law that is absolute perverse so you know at, at Christmas quite often shops were getting Christmas temps uh, to deal with the um, like the large influx of customers yeah. a bakery will often hire two or three uh, people just to nibble off the genitals <laughs> of gingerbread men I know they have- that's, but for international listeners that's that our attitude towards gingerbread I don't know what it's like where you are you might have complete anatomical representation in your gingerbread <laughs> men but ours are very asexual um, uh, at the point of sale but prior to that obviously there's a little nibble going on and they uh, they have to nibble it's like a gingerbread action man they have to nibble for some reason they tried snapping them off and it just wasn't the same no it has to be a, it has to be a nibble because you can be so much more precise with your teeth if you snap you might he might lose a limb yeah he might lose a limb you know <laughs> gingerbread men are very uniform, aren't they? I'd like to see some more diversity in gingerbread men. What I'm saying is, I'd like obese gingerbread men because there's more gingerbread. <laughs> gingerbread Imagine men are too skinny. If you got like a gingerbread lucky dip and you got like a really thin one, oh, that'd be, be sad, wouldn't it? So, sorry, the skinny gingerbread. A little breadstick but... made out of gingerbread with <laughs> a face drawn on it. Penis the... nibbled off. Oh, lovely stuff. Yeah. Uh, what about this one from Joe? Reindeer man. So it's rain man. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I didn't even... I couldn't even begin to get that. I thought it was just re- really shit. Oh, like another superhero. <laughs> yeah. Reindeer it's like, Man. Like, it was like you'd force someone at gunpoint to do a Christmas film. They'd go, oh, <laughs> Reindeer Man. Santa movie. <laughs> 
reindeer man. Okay, so he's got all of the kind of uh, autistic kind of skills, but they're all related to Christmas. Yeah, I was. It was either that, or I was thinking that instead of like you show him an advent calendar, he's like twenty four doors. Yeah, like, fuck, <laughs> that's amazing. That's so wow. Wow, <laughs> get this guy to a Christmas casino. Um, he I... can count cards, but only Christmas cards that have been written to his family. <laughs> So it's useless, absolutely useless. I was thinking that it was more a reindeer, like who's the, you know, like, oh! the, Ru- like the Rudolph story, basically. But instead of having the red nose, it's just really good with numbers. Good, and so good. at some point on Christmas Eve, the fact that this reindeer is excellent with numbers it's is helpful. beneficial. It's got to be because it's so foggy they can't see the uh, house numbers <gasps> That's in good. a street. And so the reindeer can look and be like, there's 38... Houses on the street, thirty-five on the good one. list. Bang, 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 bang. bang. Oh, yeah, but it's been ostracised for so long that reindeer because what what it can't, it's not very good at flying. It's not very confident, yeah. but it's got the counting skills. So he's sitting next to Santa in the in the sleigh. Whilst yeah. the other ones are like, yeah, fucking with an ordnance survey map. Yeah, fucking dickhead. Look, yeah. he's not even flying. Exactly that. Oh, that's quite sad and sweet. Do you want one on the Rudolph theme? Yeah, Rudolph Lundgren. Wait, what? You know Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. So it's called Rudolph Lundgren. So is it is it is it him playing a reindeer? He's he ripped. voices Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is Rudolph in this film, Rudolph isn't picked up for the red nose. Rudolph is sick to the back teeth of being bullied by the other reindeers that it goes and works out for eleven months <laughs> and it comes back massive, beats up all the other reindeer, and then just flies the sleigh single handedly. Oh, I love It's it. like a really muscular reindeer. It's not quite the same on the Christmas cards, but... It better. Yeah. <laughs> it's better on the Christmas cards, actually. Have you seen the thing that's going around on the internet at the minute about the fact that at Christmas time... Um... There's no need to be afraid? Is that what it, is? <laughs> what it is? I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of... No, I'm hearing a lot of <laughs> chat about that, actually. Uh, no, yeah, 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 no, I've heard that about, actually. I have heard that. <laughs> yeah, and in a world of plenty. Yeah. No, um... what, what should we do? <laughs> Winter time... I've changed it. <laughs> that sounds like the most PC reimagining of a Christmas song. <laughs> it's winter, so. no, uh, <laughs> uh, the reindeer. Oh god, I enjoyed that. I've laughed away a lot of the snot in my nose. If uh, that's disgusting. If <laughs> if the reindeers on Santa's sleigh have antlers, they must all be women because the male the men shred. Shred? Shred. They get shredded. We're back to Dolph Lundgren. They shred them off. Yeah. They, they get so ripped their antlers fall off at, in the winter. Uh, they're female. They're female. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. And I I mean, the names have never actually like officially suggested a gender, have they? I don't Vixen. think. Vixen. Oh, yeah. Come on, mate. Blitzen. That's... Vixen's a sexy fox, isn't it? A female fox. An actual fox. One of the reindeers is, is a fox. Yeah, you do know that. <laughs> Like a London street fox. It's a little London street fox, yeah. <laughs> just blagged its way. <laughs> I love foxes. I really love foxes. Just wearing one of those like antlers, yeah. like headbands. Yeah, constantly giving like side eye. <laughs> I'm going to fucking... I've been getting away with this for too long now. Oh, dear. Right, should we move on to ours or... Uh, yeah, let's do ours. Let's do ours. Would you like mine first? Yes. The Franken Sixth Sense. Nice, nice. So frankincense. Frankincense, yeah. So I'm my my guess is one of the three wise men is dead. Good, okay. And only baby Jesus can see him. Right. <laughs> and how does baby Jesus communicate that? So, so they so they think there's two Jesus. wise men. They think there's two wise men. <laughs> yeah. 
He goes, well, thank you for coming here, two wise men. Yeah. And, and he's like, three! <laughs> <laughs> Why does it keep saying three? <laughs> he's saying his first word already. Three! <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and if you're gonna, if one of them's going to be a ghost, might as well be the frankincense one. Yeah, Because you're really? the gold guy. You're the gold guy. What is, <laughs> I, I, this happens every year. I don't know what the other two things are. Frankincense is a fragrance, isn't it? All right, and what's myrrh? Another fragrance. It must just be another fragrance. <laughs> what? I they guess it's just worked. They worked in well, the boots. <laughs> well, yeah, they do. It was the three for two. <laughs> so the to be fair, he was born in a barn or a stable. Yeah, one of those. You know, and that would have smelled bad. Mm. So more fragrance, the better, really. Yeah, true. If anything, the gold's the least useful in that situation. Well, yeah, I don't think they're thinking about how useful it is. I reckon when the three wise men met up and they were like, "Oh, what did you get? What did you get?" The guy with the goal was thinking, oh, I'm coming out on top here. Yeah. He must have been patting himself on the back all, all the way to Bethlehem. One of my biggest Christmas anxieties is unbalanced presents. Is oh, the giving of Me receiving. buying a book yeah, voucher yeah, yeah. for someone who's bought me a car. I mean, obviously, yeah. that's an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, and I haven't forgiven you for that last year. <laughs> What Joel doesn't say is it was one of those tiny little cars, you know, you had as a kid that yeah, was like primary colours. Yeah, ten grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think you need to read more. <laughs> a lot more. Um, would you like mine? Yes, please. All right. Murder on the Polar Express. <laughs> it's been dying to be made, actually, that one. I've never seen Polar Express. No. Nope. Have you? No. Nope. I think it's a lovely family romp. The film? Yeah, is it? I assume it's based on a classic kids book or something. I don't know. Because it's when Tom the film, Hanks in it. yeah, but when the film came along, it was definitely a property that already existed. It wasn't he. That film, like five years ago, didn't invent it. For too long now, Tom Hanks has played the good guy. Yeah, he needs to let loose and kill some people. Uh, for, uh, just a suggestion, Joel. Obviously, this is your idea, so feel free to say no. Um, that I think. Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise Tom Cruise is in it by the way Yeah, he yeah, plays yeah. Santa he's going to win the nice, Santa nice. fight at the Very end small I assume Santa. we're doing the Santa fight at the end of this one as well all Christmas films should end with a Santa fight I agree with that uh, no Tom Hanks should be the weird kind of uncanny valley um, CGI yep, yep and then yeah. the rest of real people nice I like that and they're like I wonder who did it and there's just <laughs> Tom Hanks there looking all weird and CGI that's good and also because of scheduling conflicts Tom Hanks just couldn't be there but yeah. they just CGI'd him in it's someone else doing the mocap scene yeah definitely someone else who's a different shape entirely to Tom <laughs> yeah, Hanks and he, he moves really unnaturally <laughs> He gets the Oscar for it though because they're like Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks has never moved. He's, Tom Hanks. That's he's why he gets never the Oscar moved for in it. that way. He's never moved like that before. People, I love Tom Hanks. He's he's creating new performances. Apparently, he's a great guy as well. I don't yeah. think that, we that, we need to cling to that sort of thing at this time of year. I think Tom Hanks would be one of the ones that if we found out if you know Milkshake Duck that like concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If if he Milkshake Duck, I think it would be really horrible. It would be bad, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, a lot of people that we previously did think were excellent have milkshake ducks. So who knows? Uh, that was a fun way to end your... That was uh, a fun way to end And the episode. It. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got another one. Wise Men in Black. <laughs> John. Hello. What was your favourite film of the festive feast that we we, uh, we laid out for the listeners? Mm, I would say... I like the Frank and Sixth Sense. What, have you, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, it's got to be that or it's a terrible life for me. I would say it's a terrible life because that wasn't by me, whereas the Frank and Six Sense was by me. But I liked it though. Hmm. Hey, at Christmas, it's a time for sharing. Everyone Let's have wins. two winners. No, everyone. All right, everyone, everyone, all right, everyone wins. Yeah, yeah. And that brings us to the end of the episode. And the reason we know that, John, is that there's a 
a rat-a-tat-tat at the studio yeah. door. And who is it? 72 Santa. 72. Just, it's every Santa from a film ever. Yeah, because Reindeer Man just counted them all for me. <laughs> yeah, w- what we didn't say is the studio we use is also, it also doubles up as a wrestling ring. Yeah, and it is in Lapland. <laughs> It's, it's never been relevant until now where we record, but yeah, we're no, recording yeah, yeah. Lapland. But it also moves. But it's now, it's now in Lapland. It's, it, it, the studio's based wherever it's convenient for a bad joke. <laughs> Which is hand, that's how we book it. <laughs> right, let's get to business, Joel. Have you got a specific way of tackling the roast? What's your technique? What's your strategy? I eat absolutely everything. Yeah. So I, I want I want everything to be on the plate on Christmas dinner. Okay. What do you mean by tackling the roast? Like, is there an order? Are you you got? Oh, you got do I eat sauces? things in a certain order? Yeah. Everything gets eaten together except the Yorkshire pudding, which I keep till the end. Well, this but is a Yorkshire pudding a Christmas thing? Well, that's I was saying that you. I think you've mentioned this recently, and I said that you know respect to respect to the Grove family. Yeah. But that is not. Part of a I think traditional it's an optional growth thing, you know. I think sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. I'm a very methodical eater. I can believe been this. through this. I can believe that you. I almost imagine your food in like a TV dinner tray in separate <laughs> sections. Oh, that would be beautiful. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, because so the only thing that I will, the only thing I will consume everything separately, and the only thing that will be a consistent is obviously the gravy. Yeah. Gravy goes everywhere. I'm not. Gravy goes I don't just drink a pint of gravy at the end of the meal and like, you just like a milkshake. And have a like a mouthful of potato and tip a bit of gravy <laughs> into your mouth for each one. Um, yeah, methodical. You try. You have a bit. You have. So I, uh, methodically, I will eat a little bit of the things that I think are going to be the best, and then I work out what's going to be the real highlight, and then what, then and you then work your way up. That's clever. That's clever. Headline. Like a little tasting menu for your own yeah. plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, that's good. That's good. A preview. A little nibble of each thing. That's that's getting eaten fourth. Normally, pigs and blankets would be, you know, in the top two, but this year, I'm afraid that's fourth from the final. I love thing. a pig and blanket. <sighs> don't don't guess. Who invented the pig and blanket? <laughs> Wait, hang on. I can tell you that Sidney uh, Russell invented the first electric blanket. <laughs> in um in the US, yeah. pigs and blanket aren't pigs in bacon; they're pigs in pastry. Like mm. a yeah. So a sausage roll. Quite a, that's quite a heavy blanket, isn't it? America, we've got something for you. Check yeah. this out. Imagine, imagine a sausage wrapped in more pig. It's just so delicious. It's so delicious. It's unbelievable. And then, right, so we've done. You've done the meal. You're having everything. Joel, literally, there's, there's not, there's not a single thing. You're having all the sauces, all the vegetables. Yeah, yeah. You, you aren't. You, you are one of the least fussy eaters I know. It's just everything. Everything is delicious. Whereas I probably, I might have a bit of bread sauce. As a token Actually, gesture. Actually, no. Bread sauce can fuck off. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so I will eat everything except bread sauce. Ah, what, we found his it, line. The name alone ch- turns my stomach. It is It is a bit odd. I don't really I, get I don't it. really understand what it is. No. I'm deeply suspicious of it. I don't know why you'd make bread into a sauce. There's no other... That's not happening in any other any other world. You're not turning any other sort of heart, like physical thing like that into a sauce. It's absolutely disgusting. I was watching a TV show. This, I mean, this is now like a month ago. But I was watching a TV show and they were talking about Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, you know, that's because that's the big American turkey day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is... The way they eat turkey is so amateurish. What it do makes they do? me what do feel they do? What do they do? Mashed potato. Oh, yeah. Everything's too soft in America. That's too soft, isn't it? A roast potato is so good. Yeah. If someone's... A roast potato is a big thing in America. I'm not sure. That's a great question. Idiots. If you're an American listener, let us know how many... Like, because in England... Roast potato is probably part of 90% of the diet. 
Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, at least yeah, two yeah. meals yeah. a day. Ten percent is just one or two breakfasts a week. <laughs> but you don't yeah. have a roast potato. Um, so let us know how many of your meals contain roast potatoes. I'd love to know. Oh, I love roast potatoes. Yeah, and they have like and they have the like sweet potato mash. I went to an American Thanksgiving once ages ago, and they did sweet potato with marshmallows on top. Honestly, it's all so soft and sweet. Soft and sweet. It's just, no, that's pudding, mate. Uh, <laughs> if, no, that's not. If you were served up pudding <laughs> on Christmas Day of sweet potato mash yeah, and marshmallows okay, on top, you'd think your parents had a breakdown. Yeah, okay, fine. All right, so we've done the main meal. Are your family a lunch roast or a dinner yeah, roast? lunch roast, yeah. Lunch. And, but by lunch, it's really weird. There's, on Christmas Day, there's about three hours between what's conceived as lunch and what's conceived yeah, as dinner. So yeah. two o'clock is lunch, five o'clock is dinner. That's very true. And they, we, I tend to, I try and do both. I, I'll, I'll, I'll be coming back for extras. When other people will be having their dinner, probably. Legend. I'll be having another plate of roast by about five o'clock. <laughs> the amount of food I eat over Christmas is disgusting. Obscene. It's uh, despicable. So, are you having breakfast? Or are you holding off? No, you warming yeah. up your stomach? There's breakfast, mate. <laughs> I, I'm saying two or three croissants, <laughs> scrambled eggs and salmon, maybe. If we're being treated. Well, Little glass Bucks of butt fizz, fizz, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then... Um, and then and then I'm just dipping into the celebrations <laughs> up until lunch, all day. Or just working, ploughing my way through them. Oh, here we go. Quality Street, Celebrations, Roses, Heroes. It's it's Quality Street or Roses for me. I'm roses? A tra- I'm a traditionalist, yeah. Ah. See, I think in, in the Harris household it's probably Quality Street or Celebrations. Interesting, interesting, yeah. Because you get one. I'm not going to refuse any of them. Yeah. If 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 I come down if I come downstairs and on Christmas and it's only a you know we've got a tub of heroes, I'm not going to say Christmas is cancelled. I'm going to chow down. I don't think we talk enough about how for 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 nigh on fifty years it seemed like only two confectionery boxes yep. ruled supreme. You had the Roses and Quality Street, and then, the, then in the nineties and noughties, yeah. heroes and celebrations just came in and just tore it all up. It's brilliant. It's so, good. So you've got the old... Uh, the, the good thing about having a Celebrations and a Quality Street is you've got one of the old guard, one of the new guard. Yeah, you know? exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, me- it's the meeting of old and new, which is what Christmas is really about. Exactly. Families getting together, you know. I can be like, Grandad, try one of these cream egg sweets. And be like, what the fuck is this? My mind's blown. Right, and then... He'll be like, have a Werther's original. So the m- it's, not, it's just a nice time. It's a meeting of minds. Like a real crossing of generation. Of bonbons. Pa- uh, a passing of knowledge from one to the other. Tell me about your sandwich. <laughs> the next day. Joel's, no, Joel's eating a sandwich yeah, right I, now. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm eating a delicious sandwich. So the, sam- the sandwich will be, uh, oh, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go um, probably some sliced roast potato. Oh, bloody hell. Turkey, cranberry sauce. Yeah, that'd be probably about it, really. Oh, okay, you're quite simple. I mean, you're quite simple, yeah. but quite a maverick with the potatoes. Is that, maver- is that a maverick move? I think that's quite maverick, personally. I used to work in a, so I, I used to work in a wedding venue. I talk about this fairly regularly. And we'd get the buffet leftovers. One of my favourite things to eat would be, so if there was a hog roast buffet, the vegetarian option was a lasagna. And what I'd do is get a roll, put the hog roast in, and then just put the top of the lasagna in the roll as well. The crunchy, cheesy bastard. Yeah, so I'm, I, I, uh, I'm quite au fait with that sort of bold sandwich choice. Heston is looking for a new assistant, actually. Wow. Right. What's the bread? We're talking just <sighs> white bread from the packet? Crusty roll, I think. Yeah, Nice. I like uh, toasted brown bread for my for my turkey sandwich. What, and what's in your turkey sandwich? Turkey stuffing. Oh, stuffing, mayo. yeah, of course. A bit of mayo, yeah. Turkey stuffing, a bit of mayo. If it depends, because if if I'm not putting stuffing, then I might go. I might make it like a salad, like a chicken salad sandwich, but with turkey instead. But if you put the stuffing in, I think that's stuffing and lettuce just aren't complementary. They're just they're yeah, enemies. They're that's true. They they get 
gastronomic gastronomic enemies. <laughs> uh, I think we should do a quick shout out to a friend of ours who uh, can't, who's probably the only man who has reggae reggae sauce for this Christmas dinner. Um, it's just a reggae reggae Christmas over at his. He's just he's just an absolute deviant. He's a pervert. That's, that's we um, I went to his house for nachos. Yep, and. <laughs> Right, I you you go around to someone's house and they make you food. You have to be kind, polite, and yeah. thankful. Yeah. How and so I am. Right. <laughs> However, he made two options of nachos, and both of them didn't have like salsa in the baking element. You had a salsa you could dip it into, right. but in place of the salsa in the baking element of the nachos, he had two options. One was reggae, the aforementioned reggae, yep. reggae sauce. Yep. The other was barbecue sauce. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they look, they, they're, they they're, tasted they're all right. Similar. They're very similar sauces. Yeah. They're not, they aren't really two options. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, it tasted all right, but it just wasn't nachos. That's it? a weird thing to do. That's just crisps and barbecue sauce. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for listening this year. We do really appreciate every single listen that we get. And uh, I guess we'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Uh, if you're listening to us on Christmas Eve, Boxing Day, or the big day itself yeah. at any point... So if, the, if you, these words are coming out in any of those three days, send us a tweet and you'll have a guaranteed... I will take. I will draw you a Christmas card that says Merry Christmas from the Dream Factory and with, a, with an illustration of me and Joel directly to you and tweet it to you. I will just reply with a picture of my face in that instant. So whatever's happening, you just get a little Christmas idea of what's going on. Oh, I'll just take a photo of my Christmas as it's happening there and then. Asterix, T's and C's. We don't have to get back to you within seconds. No. We will try and get within back to you on the to day. Five minutes. Oh, all right. Okay. On the day that you send us that tweet, and yeah, Joel will. So I will draw you a Christmas card, and Joel will take a photo of his face at that moment. Yeah. Hopefully, he won't be on the toilet, but we can't promise that. We can make no <laughs> promises. It, it's, it's a lucky lunch. dip. It's a lucky dip. The whole thing's a lucky dip. Uh, but yes, we hope you have a really lovely Christmas, and you find some time to kind of relax and uh, enjoy the time off. And Bye. we'll see you in the new year. And I'll leave you with this. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Uh, just one uh, thing. Joel said to see you in the new year. There will be an episode going out on Boxing Day. <laughs> Do you remember when Cliff Richard had a uh, Christmas number one when he sang the Millennium Prayer twice? No, he sang the Lord's Prayer twice. What? Brilliant. So, Cliff Richard... Well, our father who was in heaven... Oh, come on, you must know this. Hello be thy name. All that jazz. Yeah, but he sang it with a... I'm going to show you how... Oh, that's a tutorial on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you how to write a Christmas number one. Uh, Cliff Richard, Millennium Prayer. Right, so to play you out in amateur fashion, please don't let there be an ad. There's no ad. Cliff's not in it for the cash. Uh, here is Cliff Richard singing the Millennium Prayer. Uh... I think this might be the official video as well, John, so... Are you ready for this? Yeah. Talk, tell me what you can see. Tell me what you can see. Uh, so, uh, Cliff is stood in front of three <laughs> projected images of the same... It's like helicopter photography. Yeah. And they're slightly out of sync with each other. And he's blue-screened in front I'm of it. I'm swaying. Hallowed be thy name. Thy and absolutely, this grace, this wasn't entered into Richard Osman's World Cup of Christmas song. Oh, no. Uh, how clunky is this? This is in heaven. 
<laughs> he's really going for it. Take, I, I, take five minutes this Christmas day. To, he's also to, singing it to the melody of Old Lang Syne. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's the perfect festive song. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that, from Joel and I to you, the listener, and Cliff, we hope you have a lovely Christmas and a lovely end of the year. Merry Christmas. I assume we'll just fade this out now. No. Yeah, in about <laughs> two or three minutes' time. <laughs> he just looked straight at the camera. It's the first time he's acknowledged the camera. <laughs> now, the, now the choir's in. She never Hello, be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.